Hello and welcome to episode 17 of the Denalysis Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Dan and alongside me today we have Natalie and we're going to talk about our fantasy league teams and uh, the general goings on of game week 13 as well as a little preview to look at the two weeks ahead. How did you do this week? I believe you did pretty well, eh? I did all right. I've got 66 points overall, but if I'd fielded the best team, I could have had 76. So who did you miss out on? Actually, no, let's start with who was who was your shining light this week? Sterling, thank God, because I almost threw myself in front of a train on the way here. <laughs> um, yes, it was just Sterling, really, wasn't it? I don't know. I haven't he was really... your captain. Yeah. I know this much. He was. I mean, um, we need to shout out Kiko. Kiko did well, too. He's a good man. Um, I don't you have brought any... Charlie Daniels in this week. I did, for Yoshida. Um, Southampton have probably given the impression of, oh, we're actually quite a dynamic, exciting team by scoring four goals this week. And I worry for the people out there who don't listen to this podcast who will be bringing in Tadic or Bertrand this week because that's just not a good idea. Um, but yeah, elsewhere, I mean, you you still had Harry Kane, right? Yeah. And uh, Jesus? Or did no, you get... no I've, 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 Jesus is long gone. Yeah, I, I think Maratta I've asked now. him this a few times. Maratta. Maratta's served me well. Yeah, he's he's been pretty solid. Uh, but 66 points, that's, you know, 23 above the average. That's it's not bad at all. No, like, I talk it down, but I don't want people to get misled. This is by far and away my best Premier League season ever. And I don't want people to think I'm some kind of expert. I mean, obviously I can't be because females can't be experts on <laughs> men's football. That would be absurd. Um, it's, it's just not allowed. It's not. It's not allowed. So I don't really know. I guess this is like a um, a fluke. Yeah, just, just one of those funny ripples in the universe that we're never going to be able to explain. But you are ahead of me at the moment and I managed to... I managed to walk away with 53 points this week. Uh, so the the bench error for you, the, the main one, was Fabianski. Uh, Fabianski, who got nine points. To be honest, I never would have recommended, even though... Well, I'll me- be honest, Dan. I put Pope in because you told me to. Oh, really? And this is the second time this season <laughs> a choice like that has cost me. So I think, from now on... Are you going to say it's my fault? I mean, it is your fault. But from now on, Despite I'm just going to... you had the button, no, you could click and you could make the decision. No, but from now I'm just not going to listen to you. Right, okay. And that's a decision okay. I've made. Uh, see, the problem is, you're going to miss out on the times when I'm right as well. So, mm. you know, it swings and roundabouts. Anywho. So I'm just trying to think of a time where you were right. and I. <laughs> yeah, because you only remember the times I'm wrong. <laughs> I mean, maybe. <laughs> um, but no, likewise, I had Kiko for Menya. Very, very in love with the man at the moment. A strong two bonus points from him. I was a bit disappointed with my defence this week because I had... uh, I brought in Pope this week and actually, to be fair, if the game was one minute shorter, it would have been a masterstroke. But Arsenal managed to get that uh, last minute penalty. Uh, But yeah, out of the five in my defence, so there's Ben Mee, Nick Pope, Kiko Firmenia... Marcus Alonso and Davinson Sanchez. I was expecting to get at least two clean sheets out of those. Yeah. And I was thinking maybe, like, the Spurs one was probably the most nailed on one. Mm. And then freaking Deli Alley loses the ball in midfield and, and they concede an early goal. But that was disappointing. Ericsson and Sane, uh, disappointing again. 
Uh, I mean, Sane hasn't been typically disappointed, but Ericsson <laughs> no. has been for these last few weeks. Yeah. Still got Sterling, though, and he got the strong 13. Yeah. Captain Harry Kane was 16. That was fantastic. Jesus off the bench. But for me, it was the disappointment of starting Abraham over Loftus-Cheek and getting one point rather than seven. Mm. And even if Abraham hadn't played, I had Cork first on my bench because I'm an idiot. But it it's, it's, all, it's all good. I mean, 53 points, 10 above the average... I'm moving up in the leagues. You are. That's nice. That's nice to know. Uh, so let's uh, kick off our little discussion about the games that went on. We're pretty much just going to do this in order of how stuff happened. Mm. We haven't ordered it. We haven't matched the date it this week. Uh, there aren't like crazy amounts of talking points this week. The focus should probably be on the guys who are consistently smashing it. Um, but the first game of the week was West Ham Leicester. That finished 1-1. A uh, little shout out to my man Lanzini. I was about to say. Yep. Your old mate Lanz. Always, always proud when Lanzini gets on the points, uh, gets in on the points. So he got the assist for Coyote's equaliser. Vardy managed to get an assist for All Brighton this week. Coyote's only five million. Yeah, he's he's a weird one. I think like uh, I don't know a lot of West Ham supporters, but from the the people I've heard who claim to be <laughs> West Ham supporters talking about them, they seem to think like. Kiyate is actually quite a good player and should be, you know, starting every game. And I mean, he has started all but four games this season yeah. in the Premier League. Yeah, that's not too bad then. Um, but he, yeah, he does seem to pop up on the, the score sheet quite a lot. Uh, the problem with both of these teams, I think, Leicester and West Ham, is you're looking at teams that don't seem to be scoring a lot of goals. Because I know Vardy was a very popular choice, you know, being that 8.5 sort yeah. of price range allowed you to uh, get better midfielders. But he doesn't really seem... It doesn't seem like they're going to get back to being as prolific as, as they were in their title-winning season or the season before. And Mares has dropped off again. Yeah, right? he he came off um, came off for Chilwell quite late in the game as well. Oh, yeah, I saw this. So about 65, 70 minutes. Mm. I mean, the problem with Mares is at 8.4, he's too expensive anyway. Mm. Surely next season he'll be not expensive yeah if he's still at Leicester oh right because uh, yeah. he did try to get a move in the in the summer but no one gave a shit the thing about Maguire is at the start of the season I think he was one of the ones I was sort of touting and I did want to get him in at some point because he does offer attacking returns yeah but the problem is it looks like that's all he's offering because Leicester haven't been solid enough at the back and if you're even conceding against West Ham who are really struggling to score at the moment it's kind of a bad sign yeah you are you getting rid of Okazaki yet? Yeah, he needs to go. <laughs> well, I, I don't know what to do because of Nias. Like I want that too. I want in for him. Yeah. I can't do anything else because I don't have any money. Yeah. So I need to wait until Nias. Well, I guess I could just do it now. You could do I? it now. I'm not waiting for it. He's anything. only off for one more game week, isn't um, he? So I don't know if you should be looking at anyone from West Ham or Leicester at the moment. No. Uh, if you still have Vardy, I mean, would would you downgrade? I think I would. Yeah. It's just who to is the question. That's the problem. It's probably not worth having like an 8.5 striker when you could have an 8.0 or a 7.5 or even a 6.5 Who's midfielder doing the same who are, are scoring more. So that's kind of... Yeah. If I wasn't quite happy with Jay-Z's and like the returns I was getting, and I know like a lot of people may disagree with that because they, they want to have someone who is guaranteed to start every week. But I don't know. I, I'm not having too much of a problem with it at the moment. It just seems like downgrading Vardy for someone like like Nias, like uh, 
Callum Wilson or like Abraham and just literally having them as your first sub choice mm. is probably the best way to go at the moment Yeah. rather than having three sort of higher priced strikers and like only being able to afford three midfielders yeah uh, okay so Newcastle Watford this was I mean Hughes got on the score sheet again wild which was pretty crazy Ziegler again he was great in the last game and he got two assists so who is Ziegler in for? Holovas. Right. Yeah. So okay. I can't remember exactly what happened with Holovas. So I think he might have gotten sent off. Oh, right. He was either sent off or he was like a yellow card ban. And Ziegler came in. And Ziegler's last week, been brilliant. Last week was his first start. Not yeah. even his first start. His first appearance in the Premier League yeah. this season. Yeah. Full stop. Yeah, exactly. And he was great. And I think obviously Silva wanted to carry that forward. And he was great again. He was... Um, they they discussed this on match of the day actually, and I thought it was quite quite insightful. Mm-hmm. Um, it seemed like Silva targeted Yedlin, uh, Newcastle's right back, because all of the attacks were going on that side, right. and they were all going through Ziegler, and he was getting so much space. So I don't necessarily think you could expect this to happen every week with uh, with Ziegler, but Newcastle just look a bit like their heads have gone at the moment, like defensively. They're very disorganised, they're very chaotic, and by the end of the game they were all just like, had their arms out being like, what are you doing to each other? And it just it just seemed like they're really low on confidence and not really gelling at the moment. Mm. Andre Gray got on the score sheet. Yeah. And, oh my God, how many chances did he miss? Yeah. He was poor. For a guy who scored the goal in this game, like, he was really bad. But to be honest, anything's better than Deeney. Yeah, of course, of course. Uh... But from watching the the chances he tried to finish, there was one at the end where he took it with his left foot and he was like basically one-on-one with the keeper. It wasn't an easy chance, but he put it so far wide from yards out and he just looks like a guy with either no confidence or no ability and I can't tell which which Mm. one it is. Um, But that was like really, really amateur. Like he didn't even test the goalkeeper. Uh, Richarlison was equally wasteful. Well, I say equally, maybe not quite as much. I think he missed quite a few chances again, but the thing you have with Richarlison is he gets up and he keeps going and eventually he gets his assist or his goal. Yeah. So, yeah, he's definitely a, a guy you should you should probably look at having by now if you're playing four midfielders. Um, obviously, talked a bit earlier about Ericsson and how for 9.5, or I think he might even be at 9.4 now, I'm holding on to him and I've got two points every week for the last four weeks. So you could potentially be having Richarlison and someone else who's getting more than that. Yeah. Gomez was fantastic again. Yeah, I do think that one like one of Ziegler, Kiko Fmania or Gomez hmm. uh, are good shouts to having a team. Yeah. The next fortnight their fixtures are Man United at home, Spurs at home and then Burnley away. Hmm. But after that the fixtures look a lot nicer. Yeah. So. And Watford did manage to beat Man United last season, so you never know. No, but it's about clean sheets for those three guys, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Kiko has been great at getting in on the bonus, even when he's not like assisting. Yeah. But obviously, he loses that when mm. they they drop a goal. Um, so you do, you do have to. He wouldn't be the guy to get in this week. That's that's kind of the thing. But their prices, their uh, Ziegler four point four. And Firmino and Gomez both 4.5 at yeah. the moment. So, yeah, I, I do agree. I think, like, 
we'll get a good indication of how consistent they're going to be in these games against the tougher teams too. Uh, you could maybe look at getting one of them in for the Burnley game. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, but yeah, Newcastle on the other hand, I mean, they Richie looked like a really good option at the start of the season. Um, Hosselu has been poor. Like, he's worse than Grey Paul with his finishing. Newcastle are really struggling defensively. I don't know if it's that they're missing Lascelles, but certainly something is wrong there at the moment, mm. and you should be staying away. Even And Hosselu looked like a great option when he was, you know, he got a few goals, but his finishing, he gets a lot of chances, but his finishing is so, so, so bad that you're going to see him have 30 or 40 chances before he scores one. Mm. Uh, Crystal Palace played Stoke, and they managed to get their first win in, well, first win in four weeks. <laughs> they did actually manage to beat Chelsea prior to this. Oh, yeah, I'd forgotten. I, I, yeah, I do keep forgetting that they had that sort of dramatic win against Chelsea, and then we were all thinking, oh, God, Chelsea are going to shit. But no, they've, I mean, it looks like both teams have turned it around from there. Uh, Palace managed to beat Stoke with a last gasp winner from Sacco who, in my opinion, is looking to, to be a pretty decent option at this point. I mean, I had him in on my Sky team, but not on my FPL team. So that was a bit a bit sad for me. But if we look at Palace's next, uh, the next four games, they've got Brighton, West Brom, both away, and then Bournemouth and Watford, both at home. So, I don't know, maybe they could be getting some clean sheets. Yeah, I might give in and get this cheek. Yeah. I haven't wanted to just because everyone else has him. And I was like, no, I don't want to be like everyone else. <laughs> but you, you have to. Like, 4.5, yeah. right? Well, that's it. He'd just be a straight, it'd be a straight swap for Carroll. Yeah. And, and absolutely worth doing because what we're seeing is probably the highest value 4.5 we've seen in seasons. Mm. Uh, because I think even Mares and Vardy started out like a bit more than 4.5 when they, sure. they were fantastic. Um, yeah, he's, he's a guy who plays in an attacking position and he's had returns like I think in three of his last four maybe I don't know I'm just putting this up to check yeah three of his last four seven five two and five and the the blank was against Spurs so he he is actually looking like a a must-have just to be a you know that low-cost facilitator that you can put in your team although Chalabar is uh Back to full, f- well, not full fitness, but back he's training. back in training. So he could be another nice 4.5 in the weeks to come. Because mm. uh, I do think he looked quite, for but a defensive midfielder, he looked quite attacking. I forgot Decore. Yeah. Who actually came, you know, to be fair, before we go go back to Crystal Palace Stoke, Decore had a, a pretty big chance to score, didn't he? Yeah, that was gutting. And it, it seems as soon as he, like he broke that, you know, four shots, four goals. Yeah. As soon as he screwed that up, it's it's just sent everything in the wrong direction. Yeah. Watford, you know, they did look very good. So I won't be too sad about it. Um, yeah, Crystal Palace Stokes. So Loftus-Cheek got on the score sheet with a Townsend assist. Um, and Shakiri with another goal. Shakiri, Shakiri. Um, his second goal in three games. Yep. He's had an involved... He's been involved in... A goal in all of their last four games, hmm. Stokes' last four games. So I guess he's a differential at six million in your midfield, but you'd just get gross, in my opinion. There's no, like I sat and thought about it, because I've said multiple times that I wanted Shakiri hmm. this season, and then where Gross is at five point nine, he's probably rising tonight. 
Yeah. So he might be six by the time that this goes out. Stoke and Brighton both have Brighton nasty have fixtures. Brighton have these rotating fixtures. Yeah, whereas Stoke, they kind of rotate with each other a bit. Is it because you've got Liverpool for Stoke next and uh, Palace for Brighton? And then it's Liverpool for Brighton and Swansea for Stoke. Yeah, so, I mean, I guess if you could afford them, you could get both. <laughs> but um, I don't really see much... I, I don't well, know if you I should get know. both of players like that, though. No, well, yeah, quite. You know, Richarlison, comparatively, he's getting all of the chances. Yeah, but Richarlison's going to be 6.7 by the time Yeah. it's tomorrow. Yeah, it depends on your, your situation, like your, your distribution of cash. But Shakiri for 6.0... I mean, he has his goal was incredible as well. He just took everyone on and, and mm. placed it. He and we talked about this quite a few weeks ago when you first mentioned him, and I was kind of like, the reason I don't trust him is because we've seen this before. Like, he comes on, he scores a great goal, and then he disappears for six weeks. But it seems like he, you know, in his later the latter part of his twenties, maybe he is finally finding some consistency. And I think at six point oh, that's definitely someone you've got a you've got to have on your radar. Uh, I I would just worry about those fixtures, mm-hmm. and Richarlison kind of looks a little bit more reliable at the moment, purely based on if he's getting more chances, he's more likely to score one. But yeah, if you if you want someone slightly cheaper, I don't know. I think that's a pretty decent decent vibe. Uh, Man United play Brighton, and they just about got away over one nil win. Heartbreaking. It was a bit of a heartbreak. Like, as if I needed three own goals <laughs> this weekend. As if I needed two teams to win 1-0 in games that should have just finished 0-0. Yeah. Not it was disappointing. So Dunk, fortunately for you, though, was on your bench. He was. He was third on my bench. It yeah. was no He no wasn't going to play. Um, but the problem... I, I, I mean, Pogba almost scored. I, I imagine there are lots of... Uh, thousands of hearts in mouths when Pogba had that chance, like... So Lukaku had a shot from about three, four yards out. Right. Uh, Matt Ryan saves it, and then it comes to Pogba, and Pogba pokes it straight at the keeper again, makes this massive double save. That was probably, like, one of the, the most key moments in the game, uh, particularly for FPL players, because I was like, oh, yes, Matt Ryan, my boy, because I have neither of these guys. But, yeah, that was kind of the, the big moment for me. And then... Ultimately, Man United got lucky. Like, their goal was a shot that was going off target from Ashley Young. Mm. And uh, Dunk was literally doing his job. Yeah. He, there's nothing he could have done. No. He tried to block the shot, and he did block the shot, but it looped up into his yeah. own goal. It was really wild. Like, it wasn't like a normal goal. Yeah. By any stretch of yeah. the imagination. Uh, so, it, lo- it looks like, you know, Brighton did what they do. They, they set up in a strong sort of defensive unit. And they just got a bit unlucky in the end. Yeah. I mean, you do... If you are sitting back and you're having the other team like constantly hammer you, you do obviously leave chances to yeah. to concede. But I don't know. I don't think they did anything wrong here. And I think a lot of people thought this was going to be a, a home banker for Man United. And it probably does make you question this whole Lukaku is a flat-track bully theory. Mm. Um, because if you can't do it against Brighton... There are other teams in that sort of lower, those lower etchings of the table that can defend as well. Yeah. So, yeah, I do wonder. Um, but Pogba, I, I didn't see the whole game. I only saw the highlights. He didn't really seem to be that 
other than that one chance, he didn't seem to be that in the game, like in a, you know, getting lots of chances sort yeah. of way. Man United also do have some slightly awkward fixtures coming up with, I think they have Arsenal next weekend, which is game week 15. Uh, yeah, they have Arsenal, then City, back-to-back. Particularly the City game, I'd be a little bit apprehensive about that. Uh, Spurs play West Brom, and this one was mental. Um, Deli Ali gave the ball away in the middle of the park and basically left his goal exposed for Rondon to put past Loris, and it was a shocker. So Ali did manage to get an assist in the end for Kane, and it was a good goal. It was... Basically, the way I saw this was Spurs got one chance and they scored. Yeah. And it fell to Kane, which is exactly what you expect from Kane. Mm-hmm. He gets a chance, he scores. Yeah. I thought Spurs were relatively poor, but I also thought that that was partly down to West Brom being, unlike their game against Chelsea, where they couldn't defend at all, they were very, very solid. And they parked like nine, ten men behind the ball at all times. And it just made it really, really hard for Spurs to break them down. Spurs really didn't create enough chances to to win this game. Um, And they were sloppy in defence and sloppy in midfield. So, I don't know, I guess from a fantasy league perspective, Ali being back in the points is an encouraging sign. But from what I saw in the game, I don't think he played particularly well. Uh, Ericsson, we both have him. I'm still holding... Because I'm looking at that Leicester game and I'm like, come on, surely, surely, any day now something's going to happen. And I don't know, like I could go straight to Salah if I wanted to, but I'm not ready. Yeah. I'm not ready. I want Red. Like, it's too much money sitting there doing nothing. Mm. I'm, I'm not happy about it. And you're looking at Pogba, right? Oh, I don't even know what I'm looking at anymore, Dan. <laughs> just looking at confusion. I might just auto-complete. <sighs> no, don't do that. Looking at Kane, he didn't have his best game, but he did what you expect of him. But even halfway through the game, I was like, right, I'm getting rid of Kane. I'll get Lacazette in instead. Yeah. And how do you feel now about that? Well, I'm probably going to keep Kane. Yeah. <laughs> but just because everyone else has him, that's the only thing. And Lacazette still not playing 90 minutes is absurd. Yeah. But having both Ericsson and Davies as well, like I just don't need it. Yeah, so Sanchez for me has been quite disappointing in defence. I think I've got two clean sheets from him in like six weeks or something. Uh, I can't be bothered to check that, but <laughs> it's something like that. And I yeah. thought this one was a guaranteed like home clean sheet. Yeah. Um, which is why I was quite annoyed at Ali because they they never should have conceded that goal. Really, yeah. it was it was quite poor. But yeah, I think there's a lot of unrest surrounding Kane. But then I guess you could kind of level similar criticisms at, at Lukaku by failing to score against Brighton. Yeah, I don't know. I think you got you got stick still. Um, he's he's still been finishing solidly. You know, in the Champions League, he's been performing well. And I do think it's a matter of time before he gets a big haul, and that's when people are going to start being like, "Oh God, why did I get rid of him?" Mm. Uh, Ericsson, on the other hand, is is a bit more worrying. I, I guess, like, if you're someone who's got him now, I would still advise to, to keep. Yeah. But there are there are undeniable options. I mean, okay, so the comparison... I think if you've got Ericsson mm-hmm. and you don't have Salah, but if you haven't got Salah and you can afford the swap, hmm. Salah's now 9.6. Yeah, and he looks like he's got a rise to 9, 9.7 overnight. So, but if you can afford it and you hmm. don't have Salah, switch, just switch him. Like, don't even think about it ever again. Just I'm inclined to, to say 
do that on game week 16. Yeah. It's something about those XC fixtures, Stoke and Brighton. So the Brighton one, obviously, come against uh, come off against a game in Man United with... Who's playing this? What? So Liverpool are playing Stoke and then right. Brighton. Okay. And I'm just looking at those. I'm thinking the Brighton one in particular. Mm. Like, they might struggle to get a goal out of it. Maybe. The Stoke one, I don't know if that's just me being an idiot, but I, I feel like it might be a tough game for them. And then Everton in game week 16. Right. Which, they've been terrible and it's a Merseyside derby. That's the week I'm going for Salah. Mm. But, okay, so... Will you be able to afford him if you wait that long, though? That's the thing. Yeah, yeah, because I've got like a million in my bank still. Oh, all right. It's fine. Uh, (laughs) Not everyone does, though. I know, I know. So, if... uh, But they're so... You know, Ericsson and Salah are so similar prices... And if I compare like Leicester and Watford to Stoke and Brighton, I just feel like Leicester and Watford for Spurs seem like nicer fixtures. Yeah, but like we've been why. saying that for two weeks now, and look at the state of us. Yeah. Uh, all right, Swansea nil nil against Bournemouth. Abraham played for a bit. Uh, went down looking for a bit of a pen, but it was outside the box. And there was a fight. There was a fight, and then there was blood. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the fight was good. Key Sung Young getting in there, giving the ref a little shot. Pushing the ref. It's what I like. It's what I like in my fight. The ref getting involved. <laughs> the ref get. He he pushed the ref when his back was turned as well. <laughs> I mean, that was the thing. It was almost like he thought he could get away being like, "Oh, it was me." It's commitment. Despite commitment the fact the, he's standing uh, right next to him. Commitment to the fight. What can we draw from this? Absolutely. About nothing. Swansea and Bournemouth, respectively. Um, Bournemouth are good defensively. Yeah, that's what I can. Uh, yeah, so they've to to me. I'd probably extend that to be Bournemouth are good defensively against lower quality teams. Yes. Um, Swansea are also still not good at attacking. Correct. But are also equally good at keeping clean sheets against poor attacking teams. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's weird to look at Callum Wilson last week with a hat trick. And I, I think I might have even mentioned last week, you know, we've seen him do this before where he gets a hat-trick and the next week he's got a ligament injury. Yeah. This time he got through without an injury, but he failed to score against Swansea. Yeah, I think I'm, more su- I'm genuinely more surprised that Sermon hasn't been involved in a goal hmm. this week, rather yeah. than anyone else. Yeah, I don't think there's really too much to draw from this other than Bournemouth do continue their run of really nice fixtures. Uh, although Burnley is their next one. Uh, so after that, they have Southampton and Crystal Palace, but Burnley, I don't know. Maybe that I could mean, be. I'm still, I'm still going to play Daniels. Yeah. In defence. You reckon cause... they've got to got to keep a clean sheet in that one? Yeah. Okay. Okay, so uh, not too bad for them. And Swansea, respectively, have Chelsea next, yes. which is not the best game. And of course, Tammy Abraham will not be able to play that one because he is on loan from Chelsea. I think some people got quite a lot of points from the likes of Norton and Fabianski this week Yeah, I don't think you should be getting them in I don't think they're going to continue no, that form but I'm not now as eager to get rid of Fabianski yeah. as I was a couple of weeks ago Yeah, um, I don't really mind him just sitting around Yeah, personally still have no regrets about getting rid of Norton um, yeah so Liverpool played Chelsea and that was a late kick off on Saturday, that finished 1-1 uh, Willian with a <laughs> Willian rather with an interesting little cross-shot goal. Hazard with an assist. Oh, well, I was here. Did you watch that bit where the post-match where they asked, was it a shot or was it a goal? He was like, is it a shot? <laughs> yeah, but what? 
it was a shirt. But was, what was it? Because it looked a bit like a, it was a shirt. So, so they basically kept asking him the same I question. I think they did. I think he just asked twice. Like, he asked, and then he was like, are you sure? And he was like, it was a shirt. Damn right, William. You freaking tell him, man. He he knows. Like, I think uh, Frank Lampard in the like BT after show bit was just saying that that's sort of his party trick, like crosses that go in the goal. Okay. And it, he does have previous for it. Like I've seen him do it before. Uh, so it just seems he kind of like that goal Zapacosta scored in the in the Champions League, like where he just hit a massive cross and it went in, like. Maybe that's just the Chelsea way. Maybe. That's what they teach you. But I think it's interesting also to note to hear that Fabregas, Pedro and William, none of them started this game. Correct. But they all came on. Yeah. Yeah, and it looked like, Which to me... seemed counterproductive to me. <laughs> yeah, it looked like the way that Conte set his team up. Obviously, Fabregas missing out, who's been a key player for Chelsea in recent weeks... It felt like uh, Conte really wanted to restrict Liverpool's ability to control the midfield. So you ended up with a situation where Chelsea had three kind of more defensive midfielders. Danny Drinkwater got his first start, actually. That's Mm -hmm. something vaguely worth mentioning. But Bakayoko, I don't know, he, he didn't have the best game. And I'm not sure if it was like he was having to do too much, like cover two sort of positions. Like a player like N'Golo Kante can do that really well. But maybe he wasn't quite up to it. But it, it does seem like that's the reason for Fabregas missing out. I'd expect him to start again in the next fixture. Um, but Salah did manage to get on the score sheet again. And he did get quite a few chances. I mean, Chelsea defended quite well uh, against a, a strong attacking team. Yeah. Salah, you've got a little stat here on this, uh, Have I? On this thing. Salah has scored more goals already this season. Mm-hmm than any of Liverpool's top scorers in previous seasons. For the, for the entire whole season. season, yeah. Which is nice. Yeah, that's impressive. And that has, in previous years, been kind of a thing with, with Liverpool where, like, they've had quite strong attacking midfielders, but, you know, I've, I've complained about Coutinho being in, inconsistent before and being a guy who get, like, two, three goals in one game and then disappear for six games. He just games. gets injured sometimes. Yeah, but even when not injured, like, yeah. he, he's had this problem. Whereas with Salah in the side, like, all of the players are looking a bit more consistent. Yeah. Uh, but Salah in particular is, I don't know, I think he proved himself. That there was definitely something in this for him in proving to his old club. You know, he was at Chelsea uh, for four or five years ago. Uh, it's proving to them how good he was. And despite what I say, you know, being like, oh, hold on to Ericsson. He's been easily the most consistent player. Unless you don't have Salah, in which case, don't hold on to (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Southampton 4, Everton 1. Well. Do not believe in this false prophet. You know who you should believe in? Uh, No. Calvert-Lewin. Calvert-Lewin. Okay, go on. Sell me on it. Five million, got an assist, didn't he? That's all he needs to know. Also not banned. Also not banned. Which I think is the most important thing. So I'm Rooney benched the whole time because everyone in Everton's team died. Um, <laughs> I think they made all three. They were forced to make all three subs before like the seventieth minute or something. Oh really? Yeah. So Baines, this is the one game I didn't catch any of. So Baines went off quite early. Yeah. And Ashley Williams, is that his name? Yeah. Don't know. Who cares? He came in. 
and then was just running around the pitch doing all sorts. Was he bad? He wasn't good. Because he has been one of their worst players this season. He wasn't great. I've seen him. Someone else came off with a fairly serious situation as well. Mm. Um, I've no idea what the third one was, but whatever it was, it meant that Rooney couldn't come on. Yeah. Regardless. I don't know if Calvert-Lewin and Nias were playing together, or like if two of the three of them... I feel like he has been starting. ...were playing all together. I'll check that for you. Because then it doesn't matter who you get, whether it's him or Nias. Hmm. But regardless of how terrible Everton look, yeah. those five million guys are still getting... They're still getting the points here and there. Yeah. Is and they do have West Ham next. And is <laughs> so. this Sigerson's first... This is his first uh, goal in the Premier League. He did score an amazing one in the Europa League. Right. The conclusions we can draw from this are that you shouldn't really go near any of these players unless they're really, really cheap from either of these teams. Yeah. Uh, So we had... Bertrand did get a double assist. Yeah. But previous to this, I don't think he's assisted all season. Uh, Maybe he's got one. But Southampton also haven't been keeping clean sheets. And when Bertrand cost 5.4 million... It's not really worth it, I don't think. Yeah. Charlie Austin scored twice. That is one maybe as the season goes on you could look at. It. How much is Charlie Austin currently? So he's 6.0. Okay. Which is a really nice price. Um, and he does, he's obviously a proven Premier League goal scorer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he hasn't been starting a lot of games for Southampton. It's still, you know, it's against Everton. So you have to be careful about drawing too many conclusions about how, how good this team are. Mm. Uh, it's like that, che- like the Chelsea game against who was it Stoke, where they had no defenders. Yeah, no fit defenders. Yeah, exactly. It's a bit like that, where Everton lost half their players during the. Yeah, and even without losing all their players, like Everton have been poor. Avoid these teams at all costs, unless you're getting one of the five players. That's my advice. Okay. Uh, Burnley played Arsenal, and Arsenal for the third time in two years won the game in injury time. Like, I literally don't want to talk about it. I cried genuinely. Well, we're going to have to. I was so upset, I cried. Because I just couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that it happened again. To my favourite player of the year, Nick Pope. Yeah, Sanchez got the goal. Uh, Ramsey assist. I mean, it was a penalty. So it wasn't like... An actual goal. A, a true assist. And you know what this made me think as well? Penalties are really stupid. And I'll tell you for why. There's absolutely no guarantee... That what was happening before the penalty is given mm, is going to lead yeah, to the no, goal. Yeah. Like it's so stu- like penalties are so stupid. Like they're just yeah. dumb. So, I think there's nothing particularly unfair about something where you know if you foul someone in the box, they get a clear shot on goal. But Arsenal got the penalty anyway, and it it happened so fast. It was kind of I didn't even see the foul really, even when they showed the replay. I think someone like it was Tarkovsky pushing Ramsey. He he pushed Ramsey, and it did feel a little bit soft, but it seemed to me that the pundits kind of agreed with the decision. Um, But I do I do feel for Burnley here because this is the third time in two years. The first time I think it was the first one. It was an Alexis Sanchez penalty after they just got a penalty that they'd Andre Gray had scored and Mm. equalised with. Oh, yeah, the 2-1. Yeah, so they got their penalty that they scored in injury time, and then Arsenal yeah. got a penalty on the other end. Mm-hmm. Then last, uh, also last year, was Arsenal the got the Kashami handball, which was 1-0 in the like 97th minute. Mm. And this time, in two minutes added on, Arsenal got the 91st yeah, minute like, penalty. I was so on edge 
the Burnley players were clearing the ball, hmm. but rather than clearing it and just passing it to another one of their players and moving up the pitch, were just clearing it and booting it up the way. Yeah. And then waiting for it to come back. And yeah. I was like, what are you doing? Yeah. Why is this happening? And then I was so I only watched the last like twenty minutes or so, and I was on edge the whole time. And I was like, "Man, we're so close! It's so close! It's so close! It's so close! We're almost there!" And I was like, "Only two minutes added on." <laughs> we've, got, we've got this. It. It's okay. We can do it. Honestly, I've never been so disappointed to see my my team get a winning goal in the last with Pope and me in my side. Yeah, I think like and it's just frustrating. It's exactly the same with Brighton. It's frustrating because these teams are playing so well, hmm. like for Brighton and for Burnley to shut yeah. Arsenal and whoever the fuck Burnley plays. Yeah, Burnley United to shut them out for that whole time. I I did think they were quite unlucky and. I don't think Arsenal or Burnley really did enough to win it. I think a nil-nil would have been a fair result. Uh, Although, Czech had to make two saves. Whereas Czech Pope, did make some really good saves. Pope only made the one. Yeah. So... There was one in particular where Czech made a save from a cross uh, that had gone to, I think it was Ashley Barnes, and he was heading it back in. Basically, Czech got in the way of the header when if he hadn't done that, like it was going straight over to a bunny head to be tapped in mm. from yards. So he, I thought Czech was actually really, really good in this game. Um, without having loads to do, he, he was uh, was on form. Mustafi, again, had another great game, like making lots and lots of blocks. Um, but yeah, I think both teams defended really hard. And it's just as kind of a bit of an aside, it's always weird when you're so sort of desperately betting against your own team and you're like, I just hope Arsenal don't win this. <laughs> like, like if Arsenal scored really early, mm-hmm. I'd be like, okay, come on, let's let's bring the goals. Like, yeah. hammer them. But it's the fact that I was kind of on for, like, a load of points and I was just like, no, don't do this, Arsenal. Yeah. But, you know, ultimately I'm pleased that they got the win because it means they go ahead of Spurs and back into fourth, uh, fourth spot. Uh, Huddersfield played Man City... And they also ran them quite closely. Yeah. Uh, I guess after um, the... uh, Whatever happened last week, Bournemouth thrashing Huddersfield 4-0. Yes. I guess everyone would have thought, oh no. Huddersfield are going to get hammered by a better team. But I said this on the podcast last week. I don't know if I said it about Huddersfield, about Brighton, or about both. Yeah. And I was like, no, it'll be fine. But chill, don't worry about it. <laughs> and here, look, here we are. It was pretty chill. Chill. Yeah, uh, Aguero started much to our surprise. I think a lot of people were surprised because it seemed almost a shoe in Jesus' start with Aguero starting in the midweek game against. Uh, I'd lost track of our. Uh... Whoever they played in the Champions League, I forget now. Oh, Final. Yeah. Um, Sterling on fire today. I mean, he got the got the assist for Aguero, which was a penalty. Uh, it was oh, a was penalty, it? yeah. I didn't even know. I just saw that a goal had happened. Yeah, so it, it was like, a definite penalty. The Otamendi own goal, and I checked out. Mm. I was like, you know what, I'm done. I'm done with this. <laughs> bored with of this Otamendi. Guy. I'm bored of football. I'm bored of Man City not keeping clean sheets. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so this is kind of a weird one. I mean, essentially they got... They got a... Uh, I think Huddersfield were playing for the set pieces. And they got the set piece, they put it in, and there wasn't really much Otamendi could do. It was 
again, like the dunk one, it was kind mm. of a bit of bad luck. Three own goals this game week, though. Yeah. Is that a lot? It feels like a lot. You don't usually get that many in one week. You don't usually get that many at all. Like, it, it's kind of a, a strange occurrence in many cases. So, yeah, Otamendi got the own goal. Uh, Huddersfield were flying. And then second half rolls around. And Sterling's brought down once. And there's no penalty given. And in an almost identical situation moments later, he's brought down again and the penalty is given. Uh, Aguero scores it quite comfortably. And then Sterling with the flukiest goal ever. Uh, so Jesus, I can't remember, I think it was De Bruyne who played the, the ball through to Jesus. Uh, Jesus kind of stretches out and, and kind of like slides to kick the ball. It comes off the keeper and then it deflects off of Sterling's knee and loops like over the, <laughs> over everyone into the goal. He knew absolutely nothing about it, right. but he got the goal and Jesus got the assist. And I was like, yay, Jesus. It was really unlucky for Huddersfield, I think. On another day, this could have been 1-0 to them. Yeah, but even still, like, to only have lost 2-1 to Man City, who yeah. are, you know, by far and away the best team in the league at the moment. Yeah, like we said earlier, like, there were two games this, this game week that everyone thought, you know, thrashings. Yeah. And they both turned out to be one-goal wins, ultimately. Yeah. And I, I think this does, yeah, it's a good performance from Huddersfield. Man City really struggled to get into the gear they needed to be at. Uh, I, I noticed a few people being smug, uh, talking about the whole Pep thing, saying that Jesus and Aguero couldn't play together, but Jesus came off the bench and they played together. And I, I kind of felt like that was missing this, the point. Twice this week, though. Yeah. I kind of feel like that's missing the point. Like, he's not saying they can't ever be on the pitch together. It's more a case of he doesn't want to play them both together from the start because you, you kind of... Um, what's the word you you diminish their right. individual qualities yeah. because Jesus wants to play as the central striker which is where Aguero wants to play yeah. and they're both really good in that position but I think in both of these instances essentially City needed a goal and they were taking off defenders to yeah. put strikers on it wasn't like they were getting the right team balance yeah. and they thought Jesus and Aguero it, it was like throw all the strikers on try and get a goal do you think they're friends Jesus and Aguero. I wonder what the dynamic is like. It would be I don't weird. Know. Um, Sane though, you picked this out that he's actually on the verge of suspension. Yeah, after his uh, his yellow card in this game. Card. So that was kind of interesting, wasn't it? Van Lepara managed to get himself a second yellow card, getting into a fight with Sane oh, after I read the it final was a whistle. Straight red. I don't think so. Uh, I have. I didn't watch it, so I have mm. genuinely no idea. But I, I so. read on the internet that it was a straight red. Yeah. Uh, so basically they had a little little bit of handbags after the game. I think Van Lepara was very upset with <laughs> with something. Presumably the penalty or just the way the game went. But him and Sane were sort of pushing each other and then it became this whole thing. Uh but yeah, I think City, you know, they did well. They they've actually broken a record for the most points in the first what, thirteen games of a Premier League season ever. Last couple of things on the agenda. We're going to look at game week 14 mm. and do a quick little clean sheet cup. And we're also going to look at game week 15 and do a quick little clean sheet cup for that. Uh, should we... Did either of us get points last week for the cup? No. Damn it. Damn it. That sucks. You know what's mad as well? Ant still has more points than you. 
And Anne hasn't been on this podcast for a very I'm long time. I'm not surprised by that. Not at all. I always go for the hipster choices. <laughs> um, Game Week 14 starts on Tuesday. Uh, the deadline for, you know, fiddling with your team is 18.45 oh. GMT. Yes. So basically we've got some evening kickoffs this week. Uh, and that is why you're getting this podcast early, but... Yeah, so I think the best way to do this is we look at the key players for this week rather than going through every individual fixture. Yep. Um, so we have Man United-Watford, Pogba, Lukaku, thoughts? Richarlison. Richarlison. <laughs> Kiko? Um, I don't know about Kiko. Well, I don't know. Is yeah, it? see, that's it. I don't I've know. benched him. I don't know what to do. I've... You've only benched him because... I benched him. <laughs> uh, I I'm just know. trying to but copy gonna, your team. I'm going to play Takuro, so I mean... Yeah, he's not going to lose clean sheet points, is he? Well, well yes. he's one potentially. He um, I don't know. I don't like I don't like this fixture. Yeah, uh, so I did mention that Watford did manage to beat Man United last season. Mm. And, I don't know, got a little bit of a feeling. That they're going to do it again. Yeah, but I've benched Kiko, so I'm probably gonna cry if it does happen. Yeah, but it might be like a two-one. Yeah, it's one of those where you've got to go. You got to go with your brain rather than your heart. Oh god, someone's in my flat. Hey! Oh god, it's a person who lives here. Oh okay, god. this is really a podcast. Do you want to give us your hot take on? Yeah, uh, go, is... go to the Reds. Which go. Reds? Uh, the Manchester Ooh. Reds. Ooh. Right now. We're actually talking about the Manchester Reds. Oh sweet, for the guys. The go, guys. go. Give us your expert take on. Uh, I know you've just walked well, in the door, but you're our first podcast guest. Just needs to like study more, needs to be more offensive, you know. Just play some more striking guys and have a great time. Oh, so do you feel? Do you feel that uh, the performance of Manchester Reds today against, uh, well, sorry, yesterday against Brighton and Hove Albion was actually down to not enough attackers on the pitch? Um, you know, they gave it their all. They gave. You know, it was a good performance. Well, it wasn't their best performance, but yeah, they got the job done. You're quite right. By finishing the match, that is. They make it to the end of the match, and that's what they get paid for. So, I say good I don't know if that's even what they get paid for. I think they just get paid for not being dead. (laughs) Yeah, well, they did that right. None of them died. I'm going to say the opposite to that guy. I think Watford are going to do a number on them. Arsenal Huddersfield, is it time for your Arsenal boys? I assume it will be like a similar thing as Huddersfield, whoever they just played, Man City, where... Like, there are a couple of goals, but yeah. it's not a complete mad for s- one. For some reason, I feel like Arsenal could could be good in this game. But it's hard to recommend... Although, is it a Huddersfield at home thing? Because Bournemouth were at home when they won. Hmm. Did Huddersfield play better at home? Like, hmm. by, a, you know, by a stretch? Yeah, they're, they're objectively better at home this season. Hmm. Yeah. Um. So... Maybe you're right. And Arsenal are at home. And Arsenal also do have an incredible record at the Emirates. Uh, they've won like their last 10 or 13 or something ridiculous. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so maybe another 3 0, 4 0. The, the question knows? is who is it from Arsenal? Because we talked about Lacazette being subbed off early. Yeah. It's not going to stop anytime soon. Uh, Sanchez is the one, but he's too expensive. And Ozil's ill. Ozil's always sick. He's uh, just got the I'm not surprised that Ozil, you know. In a, in a game against a tough, hard-working Burnley side, Ozil's mysteriously got an illness. It kind of feeds into that narrative of Ozil being a bit of a, 
bit of a what pansy pansy yeah yeah Arsenal I'm gonna say Mustafi and Ramsey are the the shout outs okay the boys because okay. Huddersfield are gonna struggle to score against Arsenal right yeah yeah and uh, I think Huddersfield is struggling to score anyway aren't yeah they? like since Munier's demise yeah yeah the unfortunate demise not really stepped up. Yeah, uh, aside from that United game, uh, Chelsea Swansea, that to me looks like it's uh, at Stamford Bridge. I mean, Swansea have been better away from home this season. Of Captain Tamarata. I think that says it all, doesn't it? Yeah. So the key players for this fixture, I think pretty much all around in that Chelsea team. Tamarata, Hazard, Fabregas. Yeah, so Fabregas is at 6.9, so he could be the one that you can afford like if you if you just wanted to get someone in for the the run of fixtures that they mm-hmm. have and you don't have enough money for Hazard yeah I think he's a really good shout also as someone who's got quite low ownership mm. Hazard is clearly to me the standout player at the moment he's he's been involved in basically every goal they've scored yeah uh, and he just seems more dynamic than Morata for a very similar price Morata though also a good option like if you've already got all of your midfield that you want yeah. if you've got an expensive midfield so you can't go wrong with any of them and also the defenders um, I've got Alonso he's at his lowest price at the moment so you do have you know he's still 6.9 that's that's a problem I think he will get more goals this season it's just if you're if you're willing to have someone eating up that much of your budget that's a question that you'd not. have to ask um, but of course Chelsea are a good defensive team so if you can expect them to keep clean sheets Azpilicueta is another option but still basically the same price and I think he's on to rise again so really it's, it's Christensen you'd have to look at from those lot who are like he's, he's 5.4 I think and Courtois is a similar price so those are options mm-hmm. um, Man City Southampton again it's going to be Sané Sterling if you haven't already got them. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, at your own risk, I mean, I expect Jesus to start this one. Yeah. Who knows? We'll see, won't we? Um, Brighton Palace, hmm. I thought, is an interesting yeah. guy. Yeah, who would your picks be? I think they're both not defenders. <laughs> really? I've put, I've put Dunk in, but I'm not happy about it. <laughs> and if I didn't have that guy, like... I reckon this would be like a 2-2, two, 2-3. Two, two, yeah. I, want, I want goals in this one. Yeah, I can see it being low scoring. I reckon Palace might win. Also... Brian at home, though, in your reckon? Yeah, also I have Sacco in my team, so I have to believe that. <laughs> so I just brought Sacco in for Lascelles in order to cover Kiko for Menu for this week. And yeah, I would say... Two teams that have been quite good defensively in, in recent weeks... It's it, to me. It looks like a low scorer, but I, I, I think Palace have slightly more dynamism in you know Zaha with the pace and uh, also Loftus Cheek and Townsend. So I think they might have the edge in this one, but I could also see Brighton keeping them out. Yeah, I think your key pe- players for this are obviously Gross is a good option always. Yeah, I think I'd say he's your only one from Brighton, or Zaha Loftus Cheek. Uh, Spurs Leicester anyone from that Harry Kane don't know it's a weird one yeah 
That's but, that's really hard to predict. I think Harry Kane's the only one I'd feel comfortable saying is like a the player you should have from this game. Like I'm gonna play all three of my Spurs players. Yeah. Unless I get yeah, me too. before then. But um Me too. Um and it's away from home where their form has been better this year, so probably get the win out of this one. Stoke Liverpool, anything any hot takes? Salah. Yeah. The end. It's not really a hot take. It's a take. It is though, isn't it? Everyone's gonna have Salah by now, surely. Apart uh, from guys like me. Yeah, there we go. Alright, uh, Queen Sheet Cup. Um, what are we saying? <sighs> I really want to get some points this week. I'm going to go for Arsenal. Ah, oh, damn. <laughs> oh, did you want to... Who went first last week? I went week? first last week. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so you've gone for Arsenal. I'm going to say, oh, Man City, because they're playing a Southampton who can't freaking score ever. I should say Chelsea, really. Now, actually, I'm going to say Chelsea. I'm switching it. Because Man City are untrustworthy defensively, in my opinion. Okay. So an even quicker rundown of game week 15. Um, Man City have West Ham. So Sane and Sterling all of a sudden become way more... Way more appetising. So this game week starts on Saturday. Yes. Deadline is half The weekend. 11.30am as usual. Yes. Who are you talking about, sorry? Uh, so I said Man City have West Ham. So all of a sudden Sane and Sterling look... Very appetising. Yeah. Um, there's a little bit of doubt about whether Sterling will play both fixtures. Pooh, Bournemouth, Southampton. Oh, defenders <laughs> for Bournemouth particularly. Yeah. I, I wouldn't trust Southampton to keep a clean sheet there at all. Arsenal Man United. Now that's a big one. And that's the one that makes me not want to get the likes of a Ramsey or a Mustafi just yet. Because you don't think... That Arsenal <laughs> Because I think Arsenal done. will lose because it's Jose Mourinho. That's what we always do. We lose to Jose. Okay. Do, your opinion? I don't know. I don't... I, no strong feelings. I don't want any players in those two teams for this game. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe that... I don't that, know what I'd do with them if I had them. Yeah, maybe that changes the game week 14 thinking. Uh, Watford have Spurs. Again, I think that's a very good fixture for Spurs. Away from home again. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Harry Kane. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I don't know if Son's going to get more of a run in in these these games because he did start against West Brom. Yeah, and I was surprised to see him start, and mm. I was glad that he had started. I think he deserves to. He's definitely one of their stronger attackers. Uh huh. I have to make a a real a real prediction here. I feel because otherwise no one gets anything from this. <laughs> yes. So, so it, it's it's got to be like. It's got to be a big win, I think, and you can. It's one of the reasons I'm saving Ericsson, even though he's been on poor form. Uh, these are the kinds of games where he'll come to the fore because I think he'll have more time on the ball, more chance to influence a game, and if he has that, Harry Kane also becomes a much better proposition. Um, there are some interesting fixtures elsewhere. <laughs> There's not really. I, was, I, mean, I started saying that. Well, the only kickoff is Chelsea Newcastle. Yeah. And again, that's a a big one for Chelsea, right? If it wasn't the twelve thirty kickoff, yeah, I'd be captaining Morata. Yeah. But it is, so I won't be. Yeah. Yeah. This has almost got me thinking. I could just upgrade Ericsson to Hazard. <laughs> I'm not gonna though. I'm not gonna. I mean, I get that is an option though that we didn't. We were too hung up on 
swapping, like switching into Salah. Yeah. But there is definitely the option to switch into Hazard if you don't have Morata. Yeah. I don't know if I'd want both of them in my team. Yeah, because Liverpool have Brighton. That looks like it could potentially be a challenging one for them because of Brighton's defensive aptitude, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if this is kind of, you know, me trying to disqualify Salah because he's been on such good form, I'm assuming it will have to end at some point. Never. But, yeah, I, I guess he has changed Liverpool to an extent where the teams that they would typically struggle against teams like Brighton who who sit deep and defend he's actually given them a little bit of intelligence with his movement where they can still score goals in those games so so maybe it's unfair to discount him Um, but yeah Chelsea Chelsea are looking like the ones that you have to get quite a few players from if you don't already yeah because that game against Newcastle and they're in really really bad form at the moment Hazard and Sesk oh my mouth is watering just thinking about it might even do Sesk next week. Who knows? Uh, elsewhere, Burnley have Leicester away from home. Clean sheet? I don't know. It's kind of weird because Leicester will want to counter-attack, but Burnley will also want to not have the ball. <laughs> so who wins? I don't know. I don't know. That's, that's a crazy one. Uh, Stoke have Swansea, so maybe it's time for Shakiri in game week 15. Shakiri, Shakiri. Shakiri, Shakiri. Yeah. Uh, Palace also have West Brom, so that's another one that's justifying my Sacco choice. And also Loftus-Cheek or Zaha. Yeah. So that's it. I think those are kind of the, the key guys to look out for. My clean sheet prediction this week yep. is going to be... Mm-hmm. <laughs> can I go Chelsea two weeks running? Of course you can. Chelsea against Newcastle at home. The 12.30 kickoff. That'll be great because I'll know right away if I'm wrong. Um, I'm going to go for Man City then, I guess. It's West Ham. Yeah. Yeah, West Ham can't score. That's a pretty strong choice. And if you want to get in touch with us to talk about your fantasy team, it'd be great if you'd ask us, I don't know, what move should I make next week? All these kinds of questions that only we can answer. Uh, you can email us at hello at Um You can also find us on Twitter. Well, if you go to www. Twitter.com. What is this website? Forward slash there's analysis. You will find us. I felt like you were gonna say dot com there. Yeah, and you could you could also find us uh, on iTunes and give us a little review, a little rating. Uh, Please. Tell us how great we are. I don't think anyone has still. I mean, I specifically asked the other week because I can see that at least more than six people have listened to this podcast. Mm. Yet. We're on the same number of ratings. <laughs> so, I mean, it's mildly baffling. It's baffling. It's, I simply do not know what to do with you. And I don't want to get uppity about it. Soon I will call the lovely listeners just listeners. But it, it'd be nice, It's the it? road you're on right now, people. But, regardless, we appreciate it nevertheless. We do. Um, and we much prefer emails, I think, over ratings anyway, because then we have more stuff to talk about. Uh, anyway, thank you very, very much for listening. Uh, that about sums it up for this week. And I think we'll probably be back after game week 15. Uh, probably on Tuesday, the... Was it the 5th of December? Something like that. Yeah, I think that's Ish. right. I think that's right. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, yeah. Thank you very much for listening. Until next week, peace out, people. Good luck in your fantasy league. 
make the good transfers. Peace up. Eight down. 